Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I am your host. Thank you for joining me, as always. So I'm really excited about my guest today. Today, I not only am talking to a friend and a client of mine, but also a fellow fitness and yoga person. Um, today, my guest is Heather Blanchard. We we actually go way back. We have um, kind of a fun history. And, um, and I'm excited because I'm helping her develop an online component to her yoga business. And so we're going to be talking about lots of ways that we can, you know, turn inward and take care of ourselves more, much like what we do with the yoga methodology. Um, And Heather is a real expert at it. So I'm really excited to have Heather here with me today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for asking me to be on your show. Of course. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you, your background, uh, what you do, and, and that kind of thing first. Okay. So, uh, so I have been in the yoga fitness business since I graduated college in the nineties, mid nineties. I began working in that space actually in college for extra money. I was working at a gym and, um, and right after I got out of college, I felt a calling to get certified to teach Uh and yoga classes. And so I've been doing it since then. Um, I, uh, I ended up going into the corporate world for quite some time just because I was a dance teacher and teaching all these fitness classes and doing personal training. And it was still hard to make. Oh yeah. Right. You're wearing lots of hats. Exactly. And I was all over the place working all kinds of hours. So I, um, I went into the corporate space for quite some time and then was fortunate to be able to, realize a dream and come into back into the the yoga business full time Mm -hmm. a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago when my yoga guru and teacher asked me to take over her space. Wow. That's just, I just think it's um, how everything comes full circle usually, right? If we're, we're open to it and and when we see the possibility. So, and, you know, you and I go way back, you know, we met like many years ago through mutual friends. Yes. Yes, we do. Over 20 years ago, it's hard. I know. To <laughs> I know it's a it's like I tell people the the health and fitness world is really a very small world because especially like if you're an instructor, because the the it seems like it's a very big industry, but it's really not because we all know each other. Yes, it's a, it, we're really running in a small circle, particularly if you're like in a small to medium sized city like we are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. So let's talk a little bit about like you you touched on something I just want to circle back to that you felt this calling when you were in school that you wanted to get certified because you wanted to, you know, be able to share not just the methodology, but the promise of what yoga does for you with other people. Yes. So, um, so, you know, I started life as a dancer, like I said, and as a dance teacher, Mm -hmm. and I did that um, into my mid 20s, I was lucky to be able to do that. Um, So movement was always really important to me. 
And I, um, I was asked by this local gym that I was mm-hmm. working at part-time after college mm-hmm. to get certified to teach probably because, you know, I was a dancer and dance teacher and it kind of came natural. They figured it would come natural to me. And so I was lucky in the 90s to work for this couple that were certified to teach people how to be group fitness and yoga instructors. Mm-hmm. And so I started that process with them and got certified to do both. Um, But really at the time, you know, you're in your 20s and you kind of are drawn to this really physical type of practice and the spiritual side of practices, just like you took, you know, high impact aerobics a lot when you were in your 20s. and Totally. Yeah, that was all everybody ever did. Yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, We were jumping all over the place. And so I really didn't um, come to the spiritual part of it until later in my 20s when I began to work with populations that were much older than me Mm -hmm. and that were much, they they were very, um, they had a lot of injuries. They were very heavy because I was working at Duke's Diet and Fitness Center. And so Mm -hmm. I had to come at it from a very different perspective and Mm -hmm. went deep training at mm-hmm. that time. Well, I just think that it, um, I think you bring up a really good point and that it's not a one size fits all kind of approach. I feel like, you know, as educators, which really, when it comes down to it, that's what we're doing. We always have to keep in mind who our audience is and who we're working with and really what our audience really needs. So yeah. for you to really show up and in the full essence of what, you know, yoga means to you, you have to modify for a special population versus, you know, a healthy and fit population, right? Correct. Yes. I I was working with clients, some of them, you know, it was hard for them to walk more than, than, you know, a few steps Mm -hmm. or even walk without oxygen. So we're talking about a completely different population. And um, we're, we're talking, we're talking about me coming from a place as a teacher of mindful movement and keeping all of these injuries and modifications in mind that they needed to make. And so that's when I went more into the meditative side of yoga. And it wasn't just something that I knew that felt good to my body as a dancer that always wanted to stretch. It wasn't just this vinyasa flowing class. It became something completely different. And I really saw the power. Yeah, I bet. And I I just, I love how you frame that in the context of mindful movement, because I feel like regardless of who you're teaching, you know, of who your population is or whatever, that mindful movement, I think, is something that we can all benefit from. Correct. Yes. And we don't move mindfully when we're doing many things. You no, know? you're right. You're right. <laughs> even in our everyday life, I mean, we go to pick up something and we pick it up incorrectly even though we know how we should pick it up. We we know that we should use our legs and our core and the strength of our whole body to pick something Mm -hmm. heavier up, right? Absolutely. Well, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because I'll never forget one of my major professors in grad school said something like like the first month of class, and I've never forgotten it. Knowledge is not enough to change behavior, Mm -hmm. you know? And we have to to always keep that in mind. I mean, most people know what they need to do. Which brings up this whole concept of mindful movement and being able to deliver it in a way that really lands for people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, love it, love it. So 
let's talk a little bit about your yoga journey, because I know you've gone full circle, really, from being an instructor to working with various different types of people to realizing that, you know, you're you're sort of taking this upon yourself and creating your own movement. And now you own your own studio and you're continuing to evolve and grow and what your message is there. Yes. And I feel really grateful to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. So yeah, I um, you know, I I had about 17 years of experience teaching yoga and fitness classes and uh teaching at various small studios and large gyms. And a couple of years ago, back in 2018, the owner of the studio where I got both of my yoga certifications. Mm-hmm that I'd worked with for many years. Her name is Dharma Richards and she's quite lovely. Mm-hmm. She owned a studio in downtown Apex, you know, which is a suburb of Raleigh here. Yeah. Really Raleigh. cute little town too. Super cute. So it's think of uh Main Street small city America. Exactly. I was you couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so uh so this little studio was really cool. It was in a building that was over a hundred years old on the main drag in Apex above a pizzeria. Um, And it was a very special space. And Dharma was at this point in her life where she had one child in college and one child going. She was traveling internationally doing a very specialized yoga certification for people with PTSD called Yoga Warriors. Uh And, um, and, And she was just at a point where she wanted to kind of move back to where she was from, which is Asheville and C. And go back to her roots and start anew. And so she began talking about this transition in 2019. Uh-huh. And I went back to her and got a lot of extra training at the time. When this conversation came up, I had started working full time a couple of years previously. And so I was kind of overwhelmed, really. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, our girls, uh, our girls were still pretty young, right? They were eight and 10. Yeah. uh, They're 13 and 15 now. And, um, you know, I was working full time and, and trying to wrap my head around how I was going to take this on as well. Um, because the yoga business isn't generally lucrative, right? Yeah. That's kind of our job is to step out of that small studio space and, and spread the word and spread the good to others so that well and like and be the example right model model the way that you live and be that example for other people that's exactly right yeah. so so yes fast forward to the end of 2019 and um we were all set for something to happen in say spring to summer of 2020 mm-hmm. 2019 was her 10th year anniversary so she uh-huh. wanted on to it and then covid hit yeah covid changed everything <laughs> Right, changed everything, and um, and Dharma came to me and she said, "I I can't hand this over to you. We have to make it through, and see how we come out of this on the other side." Which was really gracious of her. Um, and she was one of the small studios in our area that was able to make it through, and so I took over in January of 2021. And then, you know, I had someone approach me to be a partner in their studio. Um, in the summer of 2021, six months after I took over Yoga Garden, and I was able to transition what Dharma had built mm-hmm. uh, and partner with someone to expand our mission and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and my partner, her name is Loretta Joe. She, you know, she was looking 
for someone to uh, to partner with her because her studio was also small so that we could share the beauty of yoga and all of its benefits and meditation and other mindful practices mm-hmm. in the community. And we were getting ready to run out of our lease, mm-hmm. our commercial lease in our space. So the, the timing was perfect. Yep. So. Yep. As it, yeah, as it always is. Yes. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Okay. So then, so now that you've got this, your, your, your business is literally growing before your eyes, right? You've basically gone from taking over an existing studio to becoming a partner and merging with another and you're in a new space too. So, so you're really like at this point, literally the definition of someone who's come full circle. But I'm sure with that, you know, comes its own share of challenges and responsibilities and really at the center of all that as educators. And I just put myself in the same category, too, is that, you know, how we do ourselves is everything. Yes. So if we're trying to balance all of it, you know, I'm I'm always curious when I talk to another business owner, how do you balance all of it? Hmm. That's a really good question. You know, so I have three girls, but one um, one is 30. One we adopted right before she turned 18. And so she's off on her own. I have two teenage girls. And um, and for me, being a mom, being a wife, um, and, and having balance is very, very important, especially as a yogi, right? We've got to practice what we preach. Of course. So, so I'm lucky to have a partner in this yoga studio where I can share the duties of all the operations. Um, and it is a full-time business, right? I mean, we are working full-time hours. Yeah. There are two of us because yeah. we're lucky that Care Yoga Collective, our studio is growing. I think how I balance it is I, I'm a, I'm a master of my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's something I learned in the corporate world and something that I learned from my coach and from you as well. And so yeah. Make sure that I make time for self-care. And yep. often that's early in the morning. That's when yeah. it happens. So what do you do for self-care then? So I wake up and I alternate actually, because I'm I'm a fitness buff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I alternate between um, doing online workouts with somebody that I used to teach a lot of fitness classes with that now has an online business uh-huh. um, in my home, in my basement. And doing um and doing yoga practices and meditation practices on my yeah. own as well. And I and I take classes a couple of times a week, one to two times a week. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think we never stop 
doing that. I think once we start teaching group fitness and we get into that, I don't know that we ever truly stop. We might not actually be teaching people, but we can still go in and be a student and take a class too, right? Right. And you can't be an effective teacher Mm -hmm. if you're not fresh and you don't take other people's classes. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So you bring up a good point with staying fresh, because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with um, and not just instructors. I feel like right now, especially since we've come out of the pandemic, I just sense that people are more stressed now than they've ever been. And I don't know if it's because people are just overloaded, if it's just additional responsibility. I mean, the world seems to be changing in the blink of an eye, the way things are done and the way business is done, really. So, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts, not just as a business owner, but as a yogi, you know, what are you sensing on that? That's an interesting question because you would think coming out on the other side of this pandemic that we would be less stressed after our whole lives changed two and a half years ago. Yeah. But we're not. I know. I completely agree with you. I sense it too. Yeah. The landscape of everything uh, keeps changing. Um, And from, from the way that America is working together to the way that the globe is working together and to the way that we're doing business. Mm-hmm. And I think that we had some time to like hit the pause button mm-hmm. when COVID really hit the U.S. and everything mm-hmm. started to close down in March of 2020. And it gave us this sense of what's truly important in our lives, mm-hmm. which is quality time, family, self-care, you know, nurturing ourselves at home. Mm-hmm. And then when things started to get back to the new normal, mm-hmm. that it was very hard for us to make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's hard for us to continue to make those adjustments as we get back to a more normal pace of life that we saw. Yeah. Before. I just, I, I think that's a really interesting way to put it. Um, because what I'm sensing is this push and pull. It's like this, this, you know, it's like, I know I need to go over here because this is better for me, but yet I feel pull because I have to stay over here kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's almost like there's this expectation that we just need to keep doing more when really the focus should be on how we're being. I completely agree. And we even see it in our studio. We see it in the practices that we're offering, even our most powerful classes. Um, It's been a slow build to get students to where they used to be, because I I think people do value uh, this this time for self-care and self-reflection a little bit more than they used to. But um, but they also are trying to push themselves. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I don't know if it's just this sense that we're afraid we won't get it all done or I mean, quite frankly, I feel like some of that is hangover from the pandemic, that there there were additional responsibilities and expectations of people. I mean, people were homeschooling their kids. People were working from home that weren't used to working from home. You know, people's entire lives were upended. And, you know, now that we're on the other side of it, I feel like, you know, while that was really stressful for people, I feel like it's additionally stressful just to kind of find the new normal again. I agree. I agree. And I still think we're overstressed and Mm -hmm. overworked and we're so depleted, right? Yeah. 
So what what's your best advice then to sort of help, you know, I'm assuming, you know, people are, you know, for people, for everyone listening, what's your best advice as far as just helping people to get out of the doing and focus more on the being? Well, I think if you do not make time for yourself to, if you don't create the space for yourself to just pause and breathe and reflect and and kind of sink down and let some things go and mm-hmm. let's weight off of your shoulders that you're going to stay in this this overstressed, overly busy, almost that fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's great if you can try to commit five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 to 20 minutes a day yeah. to do just that. And one of the easiest ways to do that is probably with a meditation app. Yeah. Oh, I love that's what's such a such a good idea. Um, which ones do you recommend? So I love the Calm app. Uh-huh. I love Headspace and Insight Timer. Insight, like Third Eye Insight. I N S I. Yeah, those Insight are your favorites then. As well. So let's say someone out there is listening, and they're just thinking, "This is I'm just having." I, I they're just they're loving this whole conversation. What what piece of advice would you give someone to just get them started today? Just moving today, other than the creating space for yourself. Um, what's uh, just a couple of quick tips that you can offer? I think that um, I think outside of the meditation apps and you know setting a timer at certain parts of their day to to just stop and pause uh-huh. on their phone that a good place to be would be to get on a podcast or to to be able to find a local studio that mm-hmm. is close to them and try a beginner's yoga class, try a beginner's meditation class, see if it resonates with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because also, what I find interesting when when I talk to people about yoga, oh, it's too slow. Right. Oh, I just don't know if I can do that. I, my mind literally won't slow down. And I'm like, you know, from what I understand about mindfulness, I mean, the whole point of mindfulness is to observe the fact that your mind is going all over the place. It's not to stop it, right? Correct. Which is why I highly recommend a meditation app. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you're I mean, going to be able to sit like this Buddhist monk that's been meditating for years and get your monkey mind. That's what we yeah. call it in yoga, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. This mind that's rolling through your to-do list. I need to pick up milk for, at the grocery store when I get home whatever it is, the fight that you had with your spouse the other day, mm-hmm. um, it's you're not going to be able to sit and just clear that away. And, well, and nor are you going to be able to just shut it all off, no, which I think not. is a common misconception among people, right? Right. No, yeah. you're not expected to. You're expected to try to come back to it a little bit at a time, five yeah. minutes here and there. And yeah. so I always recommend that people who are just getting started Set a timer on your phone a couple of times a day and just stop and take a couple of deep breaths. Just start there and see how that makes you feel. Well, and it's so funny how you talk about that because it seems so simple, yet it's something that I guarantee you people don't think about. So I love the fact that you're like, hey, here's what you can do to start. I mean, it's almost so simple that you're like, really? It really is that simple. Yeah. 
It really is. And, uh, you know, I know that it sounds silly, but think about how much better you feel when you're Mm -hmm. sitting in traffic or when you're in a long line Mm -hmm. or whether you're really stressed and you remember to breathe. Very few of us breathe completely and wholly. Yo, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. We don't. We use half our diaphragm to breathe. And so it doesn't calm us down. Yeah. So I love that. That's something that's just so simple, yet would make such a huge difference for people. It does. Yeah. It definitely does. So, well, Heather, this has been great. I just, I'm so glad that we were able to work this time out to talk. There's lots of little golden nuggets here for people to take away. Where can people find you? Well, they can find me at our studio at Cary Yoga Collective. We're right in the heart of Cary, North Carolina, um, right off the main drag, which is Kildare Farm Road. Mm-hmm. So. They can go to karyogacollective.com and check out our schedule. We offer 27 classes a week and lots of fun workshops with not only yogis, but people that come in and do a variety of wellness practices. So don't you guys have, and, and don't you have online classes too? We do have online classes, particularly at night. So they okay. don't have to be local. So some of those slower paced beginner classes, gentle yoga classes, we're offering at 7 or 7.30 during the week and we offer them virtually too. Oh, that's fantastic because I feel like in the new year, this is like the perfect something that you can add to an already existing busy routine. It's just, this just sounds like exactly what people need. I hope it is. Yes, I think so. You know, um, the other place you can find me is um, I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have a Facebook page that I just started for a a yoga coaching group. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Life on Yogology, and that's and your new program that that that's coming out in the spring. That's correct. Yes, I'm launching it in the spring, and it's a six week program just for people who maybe have tried yoga and didn't experience all of its gifts, or for anybody that feels like they don't have time for self care. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like an to all of its benefits. I love it. I love it. I just think this is going to be just so amazing for, for people to come and try and not just experience you and your body of work, but just the the gift that what yoga can do for you. Because yes. you can do it your way, right? Not the way that works for someone else, the way that works for you. No, no. And and that's what this is kind of about. Find yeah. your practice. Find yeah. the things that resonate with you. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you making time. Well, I'm so happy to be able to talk with you on your podcast and okay. uh, and I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Of course. So if anyone out there is listening and wants to connect with Heather, please go to her website, carryyogacollective.com. You can read all about what she's doing, her classes, and stay tuned for when she launches the Yogology program. I, you guys, there is nothing else out there that's anything remotely close to what she's doing. So, you know, if you're thinking that maybe now's the time that you're ready to add something like this to try some meditation, you know, if you don't want to go in person, she's got the virtual option too. Um, it just sounds like a no-brainer. So you definitely want to check this out. You'll find all of those links in the show notes. You can also connect with her on her through her social media channels too. And you can find all of that in the show notes as well. So before I sign off, I just want to say thank you for all of your support of me, of my message, of this show. We're coming up this coming year. This is 2023 when this is airing. And uh, we will be, we turn three in the summer, which is, which is 
a huge milestone for us. I really had no idea how this whole podcast thing was going to go when I started, but but every week what I find is not only do I get to talk to really amazing people, but but I get to reach even more amazing people because I get to communicate more with all of you. And I know that because a lot of you reach out to me and tell me what your takeaways are and how um something that is said, something that I somebody that I've talked to, whether it's a message or a theme, something really resonated with you and it was exactly what you needed in that moment. And that's exactly why I do what I do and why I continue to show up here every week. So just know that I'm thankful and I'm grateful for you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 